Well, hello, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, sea lions and monkeys. We back. I know it's been a while, but I'm Calvin, if you can remember me. And I think you remember this other guy. What's his name? I think my name is Edwin. I, I would hope so. Yes, his name's Edwin. <coughs> um, we took a hiatus. <laughs> we took a hiatus, you know, a lot of things going on. But, you know, we didn't forget about you guys. We appreciate you guys for being patient with us. I know you guys been asking us when's the next one coming out. Couldn't tell you when, but... I didn't tell you when it was going to happen, but you'll be surprised because now we're back. Got a lot to talk about. Um, Edwin, how you been, man? How you been doing? Bro, just, you know, doing the family thing, taking care of the J-O-B, you know, making sure I put bread and butter on the table. That's right. So that's it, man. You know, just working, uh, enjoying my time. And that's it, bro. Watching boxing still. <laughs> yeah. Still watching it. Still yep. watching, guys. Yep. Hey, they, um, I know the last time when we were going to record. You, How about you, man? Uh, you know, I'm hanging in there, man. You know, hey, like you said, just living life and, and trying to take one day at a time, you know, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good, man. Hey, I'm still living, I'm breathing, but, um, I know when we were going to court one time, man, you know, a lot of people, I don't think I told you this. I probably did, but that time when you got sick for a while, um, a lot of the jab hook boxing crew they um they were wish- sending you well wishes, man, and and all that good stuff, and they asking how you were doing. I always kept them updated, but um, for all of you that wanted to know how Edwin was doing, he's okay. He's up and breathing again, and all that good stuff. So. Um, I don't know what you had, man, but that was a nasty bug you had for a while, man. A nasty bug? What you mean? A bug, man. Man, when you were sick for like dang almost a month? Oh, shit. Yeah, man. See? Yeah, it was uh, my whole family, man. We were all getting sick and shit. It was like a fucking, uh, it was like contagion in my fucking family, bro. It was bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was saying, man. I was not dating for a minute there, man. My wife went down, my kid went down. I'm thinking I'm fucking Popeye eating spinach and shit, and <laughs> there we go, bro. Got sick. You know, like, <laughs> she was going around, man. Yeah, man. But hey, glad you healthy I don't again. Know, man. I'll be honest though, man. I'll be honest about the flu though this year because you know people were dying and shit. Like you know, like I feel like I'm a survivor, bro. Like me and my family, man. We survived, man. You know, I don't know what fucking flu that was, but we survived, bro. Yeah, you know? I, I don't know what it was either. It was shout a nasty out, one. Shout out, shout out to God, you know, uh, for, <laughs> for giving me my health and strength. But, yeah, dude, like, it's unfortunate people die from that shit. But, yeah, bro, it's crazy, man. Like, the minute we get sick, bro, we're on, we're on point with that. Right. Right away. Absolutely, man. So, but... But I'm glad, man. Enough, 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 enough. Of all the as is that Wayne brothers would say, enough of that, all that sentimental stuff. Now you know. But um, let's get to the to the violent and vicious sport of boxing. Um, I um I dubbed this this uh this episode basically ter- divisional turmoil. I say that because the lineup we have here, we're gonna just be talking about two of the big divisions that's just catching a lot of heat and a lot of good things are heating up. But before we get into the divisionals, man, let's talk about what happened a couple of days ago. Canelo versus Triple G two. The press conference kicked off, and we are now up and running, man. Canelo versus Triple G two. You know, before I start, man, I didn't when I when it was face to face, I really didn't realize how small 
Canelo is to Triple G, man. Like, did you see that picture? The Canelo Triple G. I feel like Triple G is going to kill somebody. I think he's on a, a mission of terror. I don't think he's happy with what happened and shit, and he's tired of it. And I think he's starting to really see the politics side of boxing. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got a fucking vendetta. And I'm sure he already tasted whatever Canelo had to dish. So I don't think Canelo's going to dish anything more than what he did that night. So, you know, I think it's Triple G's game, Triple G's fight to lose. It's that simple, dude. Canelo lost that first fight. I don't give a fuck how you stew that fucking soup, how you bake that cookie, how you fucking make that pizza pie. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Canelo got beat that night. He got his ass schooled in the ring trying to do something he's not done you know like he's not a fucking Mayweather-esque kind of fighter you know yeah to try to take pot shots and like stay away from someone like Triple Triple G makes fighters like Mayweather look bad because he's on the go he's always coming he's always cutting the ring off he's not getting hit a lot like that like some like Maidana was you know you know like I think Golovkin's master cutting off the ring. It doesn't matter how fucking fast you are, how much you run, whatever defense, he's going to get in there on your ass and cut you off, and you're going to get trapped, and he makes the most of it, and that's the thing, dude. And Canelo, being, you know, someone that's Mexican and shit, he should go fucking open a history book and, and read about his culture and how they fight, and he needs to put that kind of fight on. And he, the only way you beat the giant is you go fucking beat the giant. You gotta beat the giant, dude. Like, you gotta go out there and whoop some ass. Like, that's just the bottom line, bro. Like, we need a fight of the year out of these two bastards. Like, on May 4th, I need fucking someone's head to come off like a rock and sock and puppet <laughs> in that ring. That's what everybody wants. That's what should happen that night. Okay. And I'm tired of seeing these guys thinking that they're all Mayweather. Like, they're not. Do fight your real style. Like, it just pisses me off. Like, who knows? Maybe Canelo go out there and starts really fighting this motherfucker. Like, he probably would have maybe knocked Triple G out. You never know. But he ran the whole fucking fight on the go that didn't look good because he wasn't the aggressor you know what I'm saying yeah right there right there you lost one of those judges because like of the three judges there's always the one guy who's like nah he was the aggressor yeah you know so my thing is like you need to be the aggressor like I don't know what the fuck these dudes are doing like not everybody's Mayweather like Mayweather makes people miss he slips punches so well that it looks like he got hit on tv and then when they do the slow motion like that fucking glove doesn't even touch his face by like a hair right. you know so not everybody can do that so i hey you really you 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 really hit the nail on the head man with my next question i was gonna say about the intangibles like um what does well you just already just said what canelo needs to do to win this fight you know you you basically just hit it on the head man um and i feel the same way i feel that like you said a lot of people think that they're floyd mayweather you know there's not there's you know there's only one floyd mayweather and every not everybody can fight like him like as as we saw adrian broner he tried to fight like floyd what happened he lost marcos Maidana embarrassed him you know sean porter beat him mikey garcia put on a clinic and you would think after he lost those fights, you would think he would switch back to the old AB, the AB that just came just ready to take your head off. But like you said, everyone's not Floyd Mayweather. And I, I see I see Canelo, man. Canelo's starting to, starting to try to act that way. And that's not his game. You know, like you said, if you want to take it back to the culture, 
you know, Mexican fighters don't fight like Floyd Mayweather. You know what I mean? Like they fight with their heart on their on on their sleeve. You know, they fight with passion and they just ready to go in there and just fight Mexican style. You know, not the hit and not get hit type thing like Floyd does. But um, what 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 does Triple G man? What does he have to do in this fight to basically say? I won this fight. There's no excuses. This is not... If it's up to the judges, it's going to be a clear cut that I won this fight. What does Triple G have to do to to be the outright winner in this one? I think Triple G needs to do what he did the last fight, but I'd say he was at like a 5 or a 6 on the Richter scale. He needs to be at a 10 okay. and bring that type of energy from the minute the bell rings. Okay. Um... I think for him, uh, he needs to, for me, for Triple G, he needs to come out there and do, like I said, go 100 from round one to round 12, which we know he can do. So uh, his power doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. So I think that's the main thing. The other thing is, is he's got to move his head a little bit. You know, he can't give Canelo too many shots. Um, that contradict the hard work that he puts in and cutting off the ring like in the last fight, you know? Yeah. Um, but he did a good job overall. But I think he needs to go out, go out there and, and just treat Canelo like he did fucking Curtis Stevens and just let this motherfucker know who's boss, you know what I mean? Mm. Remember Felix Tito Trinidad, my, 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 my fucking, that's my favorite boxer ever, but. Yeah. Remember when that dude went off on Victor or uh, Vic, uh, not Victor, excuse me, Francisco Vargas or Fernando Vargas? Oh my me, God, like Fernando Vargas! Vargas yes, oh but, my God. But you know, you had you had Fernando talking all this shit and you know whatever, and like Tito, you know, said his little piece or whatever. But Tito warned that dude that he was gonna go out there and he's gonna hit him with everything in the kitchen sink, you know. Mm-hmm. And what happened in round one, bro? hit him good right in the face he rocked that dude and you know it's funny like Tito kind of threw himself out like the first six rounds on punches so in the round seven he got knocked down but he wasn't even hurt it was just like he was tired and he was like fuck it and he went down but then he got up and it was like eight through twelve he just murdered dude you know like you just need you need Triple G to go out there and treat Canelo like he's any other ordinary opponent that he's faced that's all you need to have happen that's 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 a good strategy right there. I think that um like you said, um Triple G has to come in here. I mean, he can keep the same game plan, but like you said, he has to he has to kick it up a notch. And um I if you want to call it like maybe he was filling Canelo out, you know, maybe that was that's what happened in the first fight, but you can't just fill a person out, you know what I mean? Like the, for a whole fight and then you got to have a part 2 to determine if you really that dude or not. He he I think he he has to turn it up tw- up to twenty and just don't let his don't let his foot off the pedal. You know what I mean? He I think what he has to do he sh- maybe he should try to just stalk Canelo, try to corner Canelo. Maybe I don't know. We haven't seen Canelo under pressure like that. I mean Floyd didn't put him under pressure. I think F- what Floyd did is just confuse the hell out of him and he didn't know what how to respond. You know, has a person ever walked Canelo down? No, Triple G did though. He walked him down for twelve rounds, bro. But I, I, maybe he should stay on top of it. You know, I mean, that's the only way I can see Triple G win and, and and make it like a clear cut win if he just 
stay the aggressor. You know what I mean? And 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 just keep at them. Like keep going at them. That's the only. And I think Abel Sanchez will probably like say, "Hey, this is what we got to do." You know, it's time to get the game plan. This is what we got to do. So, do you have a winner in this fight? Like, do you have a winner right now, or do you want to wait as it get closer? You know, like right now, I'm gonna go with Triple G, man. Like, I'm just gonna be honest and outright. Like, that's that's I like him. Okay, I um, ah, this is why our podcast is good. I'm gonna disagree. I'm going with Canelo. I, I, I just, I just see for some reason. I don't think Triple G. I don't think Triple G gonna beat him, man. I, I really don't. I think. I think Canelo's going to mess around and win this fight by like by a by a, a split decision. I I it just I, I well for right now like you said for right now I think it just depends on how well in shape these two dudes and we and you and I always go back to saying this but it's the truth you know what I mean we keep repeating ourselves but it's the truth it it all depends on how grave a shape a, a, a boxer is coming into a fight you know and. That right there will determine like, oh, how is he? How does he look at at weigh in, or or does he look drained? Because remember, Canelo looked super drained when he fought Floyd. I mean, super drained. You know. Yeah. Then he ballooned up like fifteen pounds in a night. But yeah. I, I, right now, I'm gonna go Canelo. I may I may switch it, but I'm gonna go with Canelo right now. So, um, do you feel that now? Last question on this before we move on. And you just answer one or the other. Who has to win this fight? Who has to? To make to prove, like you know, like to prove, like to Canelo, Canelo, Canelo has has to win the fight. You know, Uh people expect Triple G to lose the fight. You know, so I think in a nutshell, Triple G has more pressure on him because it's like he won that fight dude he needs to win this fight to solidify his future as a legend in the ring you know mm-hmm. and it could put him on to bigger fights you know but i think canelo canelo has more pressure you know the pressure is on him to to do this because he's supposed to be the second coming of floyd mayweather you know what i mean like yeah he's the anointed boxing god you know so it's like he has all this pressure on him okay all right well you guys stay tuned for that Canelo Triple G part two. Um, like I said, the press conference is over and now it's time for them to go to work. So now let's move on to the two divisions that I wanted to talk about, which is the heavyweight and welterweight. So um, let's let's talk about the heavyweight division first and then and, and just how exciting like as a as a as an American fan, you know, as we all grew up, you know, with Mike Tyson's and the Holyfield's and the Lewis's and, you know, the heavyweight division was the division in boxing. You know, a lot of people was like, man, little, little guys ain't entertaining in fights. You know, I feel the heavyweight division is back, man. Um, we got a good one this weekend. The WBC champion Deontay Wilder will be going against King Kong Luis, Luis Ortiz, man. It's this weekend. Barclays Center. But you motherfuckers in Brooklyn be getting so many good fights, man. Like this is this is ridiculous. I don't I don't get it. But anyway, so man, Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz, finally happening after you know a little mishap back in back in the day, a couple month, few months ago. So, um, Evan, who wins this fight, man? Like I I I, I know a lot of people's leaning towards one side, but you never know. But um, 
it, it never hurts to ask you. So, who wins this fight between Wilder and Ortiz? Um, I want Wilder to win, but I I kind of am a little afraid of because Ortiz is a big dude, but he does have good style. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a killer. He's got that Cuban defensive style for a heavyweight. Yep. But then he packs those powerful punches and counter punches. So, I mean. Wilder's an athlete, you know, like that dude can move like a middleweight as a heavyweight, so, and he's got power too, but his power hasn't been showing as well of late, you know, like that last fight, I don't really even count that bullshit. (laughs) Two year washout, you know, so, um, I don't know, man, I'm, I mean, it could go either way with a punch, but I'm leaning on Wilder. Because right, yeah. I want to see Joshua Wilder fight, you know, like it doesn't, it makes more sense. They're both athletic beasts, so it makes more of an extraordinary fight. But if Wilder gets beat, he gets beat, and that just shows you who's man, you know, who's a real heavyweight, I guess, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna go with Wilder too, man. Just for the simple fact is that I need that fight between Wilder and Joshua. Um, I think that that fight right there is gonna, gonna, it, it could set records depending on if it's. In Britain, um, I know Anthony Joshua said that he wants to make a, his U- U.S. debut, and um, you never know. Like I said, Deontay Wilder said he'll go over there to fight him. Anthony Joshua said he'll come over here. You know, I don't care. I just need them to fight. Um, does Deontay Wilder knock out Ortiz or no? Dude, I mean, it's really tough. I mean, I've never seen Ortiz get knocked out, so I really can't say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. I don't know. Right. It's a hard. It's a. It's who who wants it more kind of thing, and you know. And I know Ortiz ain't gonna go down like no bitch. So no. You know, but I don't know if the Roy's helped him out in those fights or not. So it's a question of we don't know. You know. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. If with with if Deontay Wilder wins the fight, man, will he finally get the respect that he deserves, or do you still th- do do you still think that he'll still have to prove the doubters wrong by facing an Anthony Joshua? What do you mean? Like you know, people just saying that Deontay Wilder he don't fight nobody, or or this this and that. But I, Ortiz to me is a he's 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 a good opponent, man. He's a credible opponent. And my question to you is, like, if Deontay Wilder wins this fight convincingly, you know, does he finally get the respect of the U.S. US fan base? Because, like he said before, he the U.S. fans, he said he, it disappoints him that every time he fights a foreign person, they always want, the Americans always want the foreign person to win. And he feels like that's disrespectful and he feels that that's wrong because he feels like, as an American, the Americans should back him up. So, with this win, does he finally get the respect as America's heavyweight champion, or does you, or do you feel like they still will doubt him? I mean, if come on, getting through this fight with Ortiz, yeah. If he gets through Ortiz and fights Joshua and beats Joshua like I think he can, uh-huh. then there ain't no question about De- Deontay Wilder after that. Okay. okay. And he can reign as king on the heavyweights for a while, you know? Yeah, because... It's really up to him and his work ethic. I mean, if he don't get too cocky where he thinks he's the ish, you know, and like, 
unbeatable and then he does what Tyson did and doesn't train as hard, then he's going to have a problem, you know. But I think if he stays hungry and ambitious and wanting more and more and more, like, sky's limit for dude, you know. Right. And um, speaking of Anthony Joshua, um, he um, he faces Joseph Parker on March 31st. Now, look, Joseph Parker is no pushover, okay? But Anthony Joshua ain't no punk. But Anthony Joshua faces Joseph Parker on March 31st to unify the titles, which means if Deontay Water get past Luis Ortiz, the winner of the Joshua Parker fight will go on to face Deontay Wilder to basically crown the king of heavyweights. So, Anthony Joshua has to fight, beat Joseph Parker first, and then we can talk about a Wilder-Joshua fight. Now, what's crazy is, like I said, if Joshua beats Parker, he'll have every heavyweight belt except for the one Deontay Wilder has. You know, and vice versa for if Parker beats Joshua. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Like, if Anthony Joshua wins, they go on the face Wilder, man. When was the last time we ever seen, when was the last time we seen, like, a, a fight where it would be for all the marbles? I can't, I can't remember in the heavyweight division. Like, I don't. Was it the Tyson days? The Lennox Lewis days? Or, I don't know. I really don't. Um... We also in the heavyweight division. We got Tyson Fury back, man. What do you think about that? Fuck Tyson Fury, man. He should just go keep snoring coke. I mean, hey, hey, hey! Coke. Stop it! Stop! No, give him a chance, dude. What? Hey, man. Mike Tyson did it. So why can't Tyson? I'm just saying, the way he uh, went about it. Oh, okay. It just wasn't cool. You know, he said he wants Anthony Joshua. He don't. He said Anthony Joshua should fight him first before fighting Deontay Wilder. You know, Tyson Fury's getting in shape too. I saw a few videos of him. He the the the, the sloppy flabbiness is starting to come off. So, oh, really? yeah, he he trying to get back into you know. I guess he is taking it a serious. I mean, think about it. What the hell was he gonna do outside of boxing? Nothing. Exactly. But you never know, man. Hey, like you said, you know, that maybe this is just his, you know, hey, I learned my lesson type deal. We know everybody goes to those. So, um, but um stay tuned for Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz this weekend. Um, it should be a great one. Um, let's see. I think that's all I have for the heavyweight division. Now, um, let's jump to the fun division that everybody likes. It's the welterweight division. So, Edwin's favorite Puerto Rican. What? That's my favorite division. Yeah, let's uh let's talk about Edwin's favorite Puerto Rican bread, Danny Garcia. You ready for that? Puerto Rican bread. Yes, he is, man. Puerto Rican, man. You better give him his give him his Puerto Rican props, dude. He can dude. speak Spanish, bro. When he can speak Spanish, I think Puerto Rican. <laughs> oh man, you and Brandon uh from Jab Hook Pia. I have something to say about that because he's full Puerto Rican too and he'd be cracking jokes as well. <laughs> I mean, seriously, man, I think it's sad that 20% of his uh, kids born to Hispanic parents don't speak Spanish. That's fucking despicable if you ask me. <laughs> Fuck that. 
<laughs> okay, man. Okay, okay, okay. But um, Danny Garcia. I like Mike Holmes doing Southside music. Okay, how about that? Okay, Danny Garcia's back, and you know, man. Regardless what you say about him, he performed well against Brandon Rios. You know, I thought that the fight would have been a little more interesting, but man, the, the, the way he knocked out Brandon Rios, dude. Hey, if anybody catches that, hey, ain't that the shot that Amir? No, Amir Khan got the left. Well, because uh, Brandon Rios got that straight right, I think he was. But um, Garcia won via KO, and it was mighty vicious. And now he's claiming that he is back. The welterweight division need to be on notice because he is back. Then comes supervillain Sean Porter. We talked about this before we went on air. Um, Sean Porter, in Edwin's words, has just for some reason turned into a villain. As 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 Edwin says, and he got in the ring after the fight and basically called Danny Garcia a phony. Edwin is Danny Garcia a phony as a welterweight, or does he just need a little more time to get accustomed? Oh man, I don't know, bro. You, well, he, but the thing is with Danny Garcia is he can't move down. He's he can't stay. I don't, he, I don't think he's any. I don't think he's anything that the elite. Because I don't even put him in the elite. So that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, that's what Sean Porter. Sean Porter basically said that he can't beat the elite welterweight. So what's the point of him being up here or even claiming him claiming himself as to be one of the best welterweights in the world? Um, Sean Porter's also. He also called out Keith Thurman in the back, and and him and Keith Thurman had got into a little heated exchange too. Sean Porter basically was saying like, "You look, man, you didn't beat me. You know the judges beat me. You didn't beat me." Um, Keith Thurman went on in the conversation with these words: "I am the new king of the welterweights. There's no more Floyd Mayweather. I am the new king. Don't speak Floyd Mayweather's name anymore." So, do you agree? Keith Thurman as the new king of the welterweight division, man? No. Hell no. I don't think he no. is either. And, and the reason why I say that is because you have, now you have Terrence Crawford as a welterweight. You know, you, you have Sean Porter still there, which, you know, a lot of people said Sean Porter beat him in that fight. You got Errol Spence. You know, you got Mikey Garcia saying he's coming up. You know, with he he got to start fighting these fights, man, you know, and to be to call himself the new king, you got to beat somebody first. And a lot of people think that he's running from Errol Spence Jr. Do you think he's running from Errol Spence or you think it just needs time to brew? I think everybody in fucking welterweight is running from Errol Spence. Really? Yeah. So, with that being said, you think you think Earl Spence should be 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 the uh, the one to look out for in the welterweight division? I think Earl Spence is the next king of the welterweight division. And and, and um, I think, go ahead. I think he's the man that everybody wants to beat in the next ten years of boxing. Okay. I don't see anybody beating that kid. 
Nobody? Not even Keith Thurman, not even fucking Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, none of those dudes. That's why they don't want none, bro. This motherfucker went to Europe, <laughs> he went to the UK, yeah. and annihilated Kell Brook yeah. in front of his own crowd, bro. That is true. And did it with class, and just said, fuck it, I got a belt, peace out, A-Town. Boop, beep, boop, boop. Like that dude's on that dude's on straight bullshit in the ring, bro. He's on, he's he's trying to he's just trying to put a notch on his belt every fight, bro. And I appreciate that because it's like he's not boring. He's still you know he's still in there slugging it out with these dudes. So I like his style. You know, if Mayweather would have fought like that, I would have been all in. But no, he never did. Wait, 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 wait. Why are we? No, 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 no. Don't don't even speak that, man. Hey, what Floyd gave us was what he gave us, which was pure entertainment, pure, just pure skillful boxing, man. That's what Floyd gave us. You know, hey, if, okay, question for you since you brought him up. If Floyd Mayweather was still fighting right now, and had one more fight to go, and he fought Keith Thurman, how would that fight go? I said, if Floyd Mayweather had one more fight and he fought Keith Thurman, how would a Mayweather versus Thurman fight go? Man, if Mayweather and Thurman fought, Mayweather would embarrass Thurman. Because he would break him apart and get him tired. Thurman gets tired. And I know Mayweather would hit that body a lot more, too. Yeah. Because as much as he says he doesn't watch other people's fights, he's full of shit. So you think he watches fights? Yeah, yeah, he watches fights. He plays bets on them every one of them. Shit. <laughs> like how how hypocritical is that to flaunt your tickets of betting and like you're sitting here saying you don't watch other people's fights? Maybe you don't study them, but you do watch them, and it doesn't take a fucking fool to watch. I can watch a fight one time and know how a person fights and use that in my training. You know what I mean? Like it's not that hard. Right. You know, and I'm sure, and he goes to their fight and watches them himself. So it's like he is observing them, you know? Yeah. Okay. And, um, Manny Pacquiao, breaking news, just basically said no to a fight on the undercard of Jeff Horn and Terrence Crawford, which was supposed to take place on April 14th. And he was supposed to fight Mike Alvarado, but, um, Manny said no. What what makes you think? Why would you think Manny would would say no? Do you think he felt disrespected because he had to be like a co-main eventer, or do you think basically just Manny's just not Manny anymore? I don't think Manny's the same person. I don't I don't think so either, man. I think I don't know why this. As a boxing fan, this is this is gonna hurt for me to say this, but. I totally forgot about Manny Pacquiao until I heard about today that he said no to a fight against Mike Alvarado. Like, I didn't know if he was still fighting or I didn't even know he was still active, to be honest, after the Jeff Horn fight. But I don't know, man. I really think it it might be it might be time for for Manny just to say, you know what? I've done my time. I'm one of the greatest to ever do it. I think it's time for me to go ahead and call it a career. But he might want a farewell fight. You never know. I, I just don't... 
I don't see Manny getting no big fight, getting any big fights anymore, man. Against unless it's a per, against a person like Adrian Broner or or uh, uh, hell, maybe even Danny Garcia. You know, I just or I don't see him fighting Terence Crawford. I don't know why people keep saying Terence Crawford. I don't know why, but I don't want to see that fight. Um, but if any, if not the likes of Adrian Broner or anything like that, I really don't see Manny getting any more big fights, dude. Do you? Nah, I think he's all holding out. Yeah. I. It's just, to me, I feel like he's getting bored. He's not interested anymore. He doesn't want to work out. You know, I mean, we saw Cotto go out last, last year, right? Yeah, last year. Um, Floyd went out last year. And like I told you, those are the three. Those basically those are the last three left. Was those three? Two are gone. Manny Miles was just following the footsteps and go and go along with them. I mean, it's nothing else to prove. Like you lost to well, he didn't lose to Jeff Horn, but he lost to Jeff Horn. And now it just seems like they're pushing him to the side, and now they just want to use him as a name to bring people out and. And they're not really invested in him anymore. That's just my take on Manny, man. So, um, so is he done to you? Um, I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done, man. I just think he did. They need to. He needs to light a fire under his ass and try to get some good fights in there. Like these guys all want to make money, but they don't want to earn it. You know? Yeah. That's true. I don't know, man, but um, that's all I have for our comeback show, man. Um, you have anything else to add that you want to add or talk about? No, not really, bro. I think that pretty much covers everything for now, man. I mean, there's a lot more to come. You know, we just got to see what's going on with Porter, Thurman, Garcia, Khan. There's a ton of these guys that we don't know what the hell's in the cards. Lomachenko's. There's just so many fights and fighters that, you know, the fighters, we don't know what their plans are, you know, and that's the problem with the sport right now. At least in the UFC, you can kind of predict what's going to happen based on what happens in the octagon. But with boxing, it's a fucking crapshoot half the time. Right. I agree. So... All right, man. Well, it's time for the final words segment. This is the time where we just say whatever is on our brain that has nothing to do with boxing, and we let it all out there. So, uh, Edwin, I'll let you go first, man. What's final words for you on this one? Well, my final words are a little more on the serious side because, I mean, a lot of shit's going on around the world, especially in the United States. And main thing is going on is the whole thing about gun licensing and bans and all this bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I'll be honest with my listeners. If you guys don't listen to the show after this, I mean, honestly, like, I'm not crying. So, I mean, I appreciate you listening up until now. But if you don't agree with me, you don't have to listen. So my thing is, is I'm a firm believer in the Second Amendment. I'm a firearm carrier and owner of my damn self so you know i own firearms and i'm a respectable tax-paying law-abiding citizen like i don't have my weapons to flaunt i don't post them on facebook i'm not out here braggish 
about it at all. Like, I carry these weapons in my home uh, for the sole means of protecting my family if it ever came down to it. And by that, I mean protecting my family from any threat, whether it be foreign or domestic, you know? So, you know, if my government's trying to kill my people and, like, make us all bound under something that this country wasn't built on and a revolution started tomorrow to basically keep our freedom or gain back our freedom, like, I'd be a motherfucker on that team. You know what I mean? So, yeah. The reason why the Second Amendment is in place is to keep our government in check. And I don't think people understand that. Right. You know, they're like, oh, you can just carry a handgun. What the fuck is a handgun going to do against an assault rifle or a rifle in general? Because I don't believe in the whole assault rifle versus hunting rifle, okay? there's a, the, the, the only difference between those two weapons is that one is either made out of wood and the other is made out of plastic and looks a little more futuristic, okay? Right. That's the only fucking difference. They both shoot bullets at the same speeds. They, you, you both have to pull the trigger as fast as you can, and they'll spit out those bullets as fast as you can pull them. So, you know, the whole gun thing, it just pisses me off because it's like, you know, we give in to that, then the government, there's no threat from the government of doing whatever the fuck they want to us, you know, and that's what keeps the government in check is that little thought in the back of their fucking head that, you know, if you add up all the police, the military, and, you know, everybody that has a gun in the government and you posted those numbers next to the regular law-abiding citizens and how many of them have guns, like, we outnumber them motherfuckers. And that's what keeps them in check. Like, yeah, they make stupid decisions. Yeah, we got President Trump's dumbass as our president right now. But if dude gets way out of pocket and shit take, hits the fan and, and everything goes up against the people, the only thing we have is that to help us and save us. So that's the reason why the fucking Second Amendment is in place. It's in place not for people to carry guns and think they're badasses. It's for them to be able to stand for those fucking freedoms that our, you know, forefathers, uh, you know, put together, dude, you know? Yeah, shit, times have changed or whatever, dude, but that fundamental thought, dude, of, like, make, making sure that citizens have the right to bear arms, you know, so that that way if something never goes wrong and shit, man, we can handle business like we have to. Wow. And my thing is, so my thing is, is like, yeah, did we lose some kids in a school? Yes. Okay. But we lose thousands of kids in the streets of Chicago and half of those guns are illegal. Like they're just sold on the streets or found, you know, they're gangbangers, dude. Yeah. You know, thugs. So you're always going to have bad apples. There's bad doctors. There's good doctors. There's great mechanics. There's shitty mechanics. There's great car washes. There's shitty car washes. Like it's, it, Either way, you're going to have a bad and a good, you know, and same thing with people, you know, everybody, I, I'm not even going by race because at the end of the day, we're all human beings, but every, mm -hmm. everybody in this world is not perfect. We have bad apples. There Absolutely. are crazy motherfuckers out there, right. you know, how these kids get hold of these guns, then maybe we should be looking at the people that are guardi guardians of those kids and see how the fuck did this kid get a weapon, you know? Right. Like, if this kid's had so much of a bad history, why does he have a fucking gun? How did he get the gun? Maybe we should start going after the people that get these kids the gun. Like, guns don't kill people. People kill, people kill people, you know? Hey, if a drunk driver kills 
someone's family member, are you going to blame the car? No. Okay, it's the dumb fucker that drank and got in that car and killed your family member that did it. Right. Their bad decision. Yep. You know? So, I don't, and honestly, like, if you want a real statistic, and I'll leave you guys with this one, this fun aspect, and I don't think it's fun, but it's sad, but, so that people can have a, a fucking thought of mind on real, real things that are going on in the world, why don't you look at your kids while they're texting and driving? Did you know that 11 kids die every day from texting and driving? Did you know that? Wow, no I didn't. So do the math on that shit times 365 and tell me what the numbers are. Cell phones kill people too, so what are we gonna do, ban cell phones now? Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. Like, all these people out here that, that are fucking talking about banning guns and shit, like, get a, you're fucking ignorant. I'm sorry, dude. Like, get some knowledge, man. Get some fucking wisdom in your life. Like, maybe you're not a gun owner. Right. You know, and if you are a gun owner and you want to get rid of your firearms because you feel bad for, you know, these kids dying in schools and shit, like, I'm totally cool with that, too. But, you know, that's the part about being a, a citizen of this great fucking nation, whether people think it's great still or not. The fundamental right of having that ability to say, OK, I'm going to be a gun owner or I'm not going to be a gun owner. That's a choice that you get to make here in the United States. So if people don't like it, kiss my ass. Like, it's the way it's going to be. Nothing. I'm going to say it right now. Nothing is going to change, dude, on that law, bro. Nobody's banning nothing, bro. Right. The backlash of banning guns would be fucking insane, dude. So, like, they're not going to do that, dude. So all these people whining about guns, listen to what I just told you. That's the truth. And just fucking live with it. Like, it's not... It's You can't predict these crazy-ass kids. I mean, they say the feds has knowledge of this kid being a little fucking crazy loony. And then you got a pussy-ass police officer at that school who's armed and didn't do a fucking thing and was a coward. Like, how the hell did this kid make it to the third floor of that school? I would have busted 19 caps in that kid's ass before he even got past the first hallway, yeah. you know? yeah. Like that they could have went that cop could have looked like a fucking hero, but instead he's a fucking coward who resigned. So, you know, instead of parents blaming guns, why don't you look at the guy who legally is authorized to carry a firearm who's supposed to protect and serve your community, be a coward and not do a fucking thing about it. And that's it, dude. Like, you know, less kids could have died that day. Some kids were gonna get shot because that dude was gonna go in the building, but that cop could have stopped a lot more killings that day. You know, he could have did his job and been a hero, but instead he'll always be known as a fucking coward, you know? Yeah. And now people, and now people like me who own and, and do it the right way, we get all the fucking backlash from all these ignorant ass people. They're like, oh, you need to ban guns and they kill kids. And like, dude, I have a seven year old son at school. You don't think I fucking worry that some jackass is going to try to go in the school? Like that school's got their own security measures. They fucking have the doors locked, you know? Like, you can't get in there without buzzing a buzzer, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. so it's like, I don't know, bro. Like, we protect, like, this, like, the man said on ABC about his daughter who got killed. Like, he didn't even want to go after banning guns, bro. Like, this dude basically was saying, like, you know, we sit here and we protect our airports, our stadiums, and all kinds of shit like that, and we don't protect schools where our kids go. Right. So that's that's I'm gonna leave it at that. I know I ranted on a lot. That's no, a lot you're you're fine, man. You you. I you, had to let that out. This is my only platform to let it out. So hey, you're that's you. What I wanted to say. You know what, man? You're you're fine. I I can't even I can't even follow up with anything after that. You know you. 
You hit everything on the head. I, and, and a lot of the stuff that you said, I learned just now, like brand new from what you said, man. And I appreciate those stats, stats and, and everything you just said, because like you said, you just educated on me. You educated me on a lot in that little short little rant. And I didn't know half of the stuff that you said, you know, went on and, and, and goes on in this world. So, um, thank you for that knowledge and wisdom. And, and I think that all the listeners and anybody who heard you say that, I don't think they would turn their, their backs away because, you know, you, you're a father of a little kid. It don't matter if you're little or small, you, you're, you're a father of a student, you know, and it does get my, like my wife, my wife says it all the time. You know, she, she fears, um, every time our kids go to school, she fears like, man, you know, Calvin, that could have, that could be our, that could be our school. You know, what, what, what are they teaching our kids? Like how to react? Like, how do you, how do you even go about talking to your kids about, like, how do you go about talking to your kids about the situations that's going on in schools without them fearing? Well, I don't want to go to school now. If that's going to happen, what if that happens in our school? I don't want to go to school because I'm scared. You know, um, that, like you said, that just comes in, you know, as a, as a uh, legal carrier, you're protecting your family. You know, because not only is it happening in schools, you never know. It can happen in your home. But it just so happens that now a lot of this stuff is happening in schools. Places where you should want to go to learn, have fun, make memories. You know, make memories the right way. Not not be scarred for life because your classmates just got shot up and died over of some nonsense. So, um, great final words segment, man. And a lot of great knowledge. So, but that's a wrap, man. Hey. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm DreamChild21. He's Dr. Underscore Boom. Check out the the, the website 1515Nav. We got a lot of good shows on there with M, you know MWT. We got the wrestling with the GTS and, and RBU. We got a lot of stuff with Reality TV, Studio Flow, which talks about a lot of albums and, and a lot of music things. Um, Check it out, man. A lot of great things. Um, we follow the Facebook page. Instagram page, all that good stuff. Um, hey man, it was ba- it was good to be back on air, man. You know, it's it's always a great time to to release like vent and and talk about sport of boxing, man. And especially, and I'm grateful that I get a, I got a nice you know cool ass co partner to talk about it with, man. So really feels good to let just let off a, a lot of stress and just talk about the fun times man so i'm glad to be back man i can't wait to to do it some more so with that being said i'm calvin and my boy on the other side that's my boy edwin so good fight good night till next time edwin man i'll catch you on the next one dude catch you on the flip cow all right holla. Uh,